Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hello there, and welcome. I'm so glad you are here to join me again today. Um, Today, I want to talk about why we are afraid to teach writing, because I really think that's the case for many teachers. Usually, it's because if their school has anything in place for writing instruction, they don't like it. Um, It's not very good. And so they have had to, you know, pull from other things or figure out what to do. Um, Because if you're in a place where there is an effective um, way of teaching writing, then then you're probably not. But if you are scared of it, it's probably because there's nothing there. And then I think, so why are we afraid to try something? Um, because many times there are things in place that we do. So maybe we teach writing, but we don't we don't teach enough of it. We don't teach it often. Or we know that what we're doing is not really teaching writing. It's actually just assigning some writing pros- projects or walking through the steps of writing something with your students. Um, And I've seen that from elementary up to middle school. I've seen seventh grade where the teacher will say, we're going to, you know, everybody's going to write um, an opinion about this. Here is your rubric. Go ahead. So that's not teaching writing, that's giving them writing to do. And then there's hardly any feedback. And if there is, it's about their punctuation or their paragraph structure. So why are we afraid to teach it? Well, I mean, obviously there's not, most teachers have not had much training on writing instruction because there isn't much out there. And then oftentimes, even if you're given a good program and, and uh, well, I shouldn't use the word program, um, but I will say the units of study in narrative opinion and informational writing are amazing. I, I believe in them. I believe that the ideas for the lessons in there, the teaching points that they give, the professional development in that book about how to work with small groups or confer is, is wonderful. Um, but oftentimes we don't know how to use that or we're not trained how to use that program. And you can't just take it out and read it, the script. It's not really a script. It's it's how the lesson was done so as an example. Um, but you can't just take it and, and do it. You have to still know how to be responsive to your students. You still have to have an understanding of how Writer's Workshop is done and the idea of teaching the writer, um, you know, how to manage it, how to use the, the resources that they give you. So Sometimes even if we get that, we're still afraid to use it because there's so much there. And so when I think about this, yes, it's about the lack of training that we receive. But then, okay, well, we don't always receive training with everything that we're doing. We we are given a lot of things that we have to teach anyway. And so why is it that writing is the thing that oftentimes people are thinking like, I don't know how to do that. Well, I think one reason is that many of us um, want to do it exactly right. We we think the only way to do it is perfectly. 
And we don't even know what that perfect way is, which is very interesting. You don't even know what the perfect way is, but you feel like you you aren't going to be able to do it whatever way is right. Does that resonate with anyone there? Anyone out there? This definitely can resonate with me in the area of like making a decision about something sometimes, um, especially if it's something that like the whole um, – the, the world or society is is debating about. And a lot of times it takes me a really long time and a lot of research to find my opinion on something or, you know, join a side on something. But so, and I, I understand in teaching, thinking, I, I don't know the right way to do this. So like in math, I know that how to make an equation work, right? And um, in science, there's, there's one, you know, formula or one way to do um, an experiment or something like that. But it's not that way in writing. So I, I can see that. I can understand that. I think another um, issue that comes up and why we're afraid to teach writing is that we don't maybe have this full plan. So if we know we want to change something, um, but we don't know what it's going to look like and we don't have the full plan, so we're afraid to even get started because we don't know where we will continue to go. And I think this is common. I think it also has a lot to do with a person's personality, like whether or not they're um, comfortable with that certain amount of risk. I know I have a colleague who whenever she wants to start something new, she has to really think about it and she has to really go through and plan it out so that it's almost perfect before she can get it started or put it out there. And um, I am very... um, different from that in that if I want to try something, I just want to try it. Um, Not with everything, but in teaching and in business, I just want to get it out there and try it, you know, get it to be like as best as I can in a short amount of time and then, and see what happens. And so I can, you know, understand if some people aren't like that and you're thinking, but, but okay, so I have this first like part planned out, but what happens after that? Um, And then that I think relates into that would be the the worry of kind of not doing it right. But then also this fear of change. I think that's the third thing. And there's such a prevalent um, fear of change in education in why some people don't try to do something new even when they know they need to. Um, because maybe you don't have a plan or because you're just afraid it's not going to work or you're afraid you're not going to be able to manage certain aspects of it. So these are all really related, but they're either somewhat separate. Um, And I think they all can relate to or be a reason why teachers are afraid to teach writing or afraid to do it in a certain way or a different way. Um, And, you know, I know it took me a little while when I was teaching, I had taken over for a teacher who was retiring and I kept a lot of things just in place as they were. Um, And I was very much partnered up with a teacher next door to me who had been very partnered with that teacher for many years. And so she was not really wanting to change a lot of things. So I did a lot of things her way, but I knew for a while that writing was just not okay. It was not helping these students. It wasn't really writing um, in, in the way that I like to think about writing, but I didn't really know what to do at first. And so I might've tried like a couple things here and there, but not, uh, like a big move to a new way of, of, um, teaching. 
so it did take me a little bit, but also, you know, I, and I know, and I, I don't want to neglect the, the idea that there are so many other things that we do in teaching. There's so many other things. So sometimes other things are being changed. Um, but it finally got to the point where writing was the thing I was ready to, to, um, you know, think about and consider a new way of doing things. And then I researched and I found something that was helpful for me, um, a resource that was helpful for me. So I, I guess it takes something, right, to make that change. We need something that's going to either motivate us, such as, you know, just being tired of doing the same old thing and, and not seeing it work or having students who are just so unengaged and disinterested in writing um, or maybe seeing another teacher who is having a way uh, that's working for them or listening to a podcast maybe where you're getting some tips and you think, okay, I have enough. Um, I've heard enough that maybe I'm ready to start this out. Um, or a resource that you think is going to be helpful, an additional resource that might be helpful. Um, so I just want to kind of go through each of these and help you to combat them. A little bit. That's what we're going to do today. Okay. So the first one was that you don't know the right way. And you can, it, can you see or hear, can you hear my quotation marks that I'm making on the sides here? You don't know the right way. Well, I'm just going to say this. The right way is A, what's going to be best for your students. And as I've talked about in previous episodes, <clears throat> you need to know what your students can do in order to help them go from where they are to where you might want them to go or just to move on in general. Um, so that's the most important part of the right way is doing the way that's going to work for your kids. And you might think, well, but I don't know what that is. Well, that's what you have to find out. And if you listen to the previous episode, you will also hear about that. You have to get to know and use your students as a resource. And then also the right way, if, if I want to keep using this term, um, or a good way, I guess, to teach writing, regardless of the grade that you're in, well, it's out there. It's out there in the world. There are good pieces of writing and mentor text for you to look at and find that can help you to, to see what we're going to eventually want students to do. Um, now, also, I've mentioned this before, and I'll... Uh, put it in the show notes again, but the Writing Pathways book, which is from, um, I mean, it is, I believe Lucy Calkins' name is the head name or the 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 name on there, but um, I just don't know. I'm assuming that means it's from the teacher's college, but, and it is included in the units of study in teaching writing, but I just don't want to say it's a part of it because I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was made before that was made or, or what happened with that, but it is, um, a separate book that you can purchase. And it is not only professional development about ways to assess students in writing, but it also has rubrics, um, and student examples more importantly. So even if you're not a fan of the rubrics, and I know there are some who, um, do not love the rubrics. I have a lot of feelings about rubrics and how they're used. Um, so, but there are student examples in that book as well. And you can always even try to go online and see where teachers have shared student examples, even to give an idea of things in your grade level. Um, but I, I am a firm believer in <clears throat> you can't move your students on to where you want them to be unless you know where they are. And there's this road in between, right? So you the right way has a lot to do with what your students can do. Um, but 
but mentor texts are going to be very helpful. And then even writing yourself, because there are things, and even if you don't believe you're a great writer, there are certainly things that you should be able to do um, in a more skillful way than your students for the most part. So you are a good resource too, because you start to think like, what happens when I am writing that I might need to help my students understand? I have heard so many teachers that I've worked with. I asked them, how's it going? And they'll say, I just don't know if I'm doing it right. Or I'll, I'll be about to watch their, their lesson or watch them confer. And they'll say, just, you know, tell me if I'm doing it right. (laughs) Um, I, I get it. It's there. It's, it's a worry. And I just try my best to alleviate that worry and say, like, there is no exact right. There's just things to try out and see how they work. Um, but just, you know, lean on the things that we've talked about and give it a whirl. There's a quote um, that I love. It's actually from uh, Jen Jones. And she has said, and I've probably said this before, you don't get good and then start. You start and then you get good. And I'm sure there are several different versions of this idea out there in the world. But thinking about doing it the right way, it's impossible to do something the right way if you've never done it before. Like, I just can't imagine. I mean, unless someone has, you know, this gift of like perfect pitch or photographic memory, or I know there's another term for that where you can hear something right away and and play it on the piano. Not many people have that, right? So you cannot do things perfectly right. Even if you had the best plan in front of you, you, even if you had amazing training, you just can't do it perfectly right the first time. So let's get that out of our heads. So then the second one was not having a full plan. And I can tell you this, when you first start anything, even if the plan is laid out in front of you in teaching, that doesn't mean that plan is the way it is, right? Math math programs or your math curriculum, you're trying to do it the best you can, but you're, you have students in front of you who do not always tie in to that, right? Things have to change. You're always having to make adjustments. And it's the same way with any writing curriculum. Um, if you, you might have an idea, okay, this is the way I want it to go, but according, it has to be according to the students in your classroom. And so therefore it's going to change. So you are never going to have a plan that works perfectly that you don't have to adjust. Um, so that's one thing that can make you get that out of your head. I'm not going to have a full plan that just stays the same. Um, but also you can make a plan a projected plan for as long as you want it to be as far as some ideas for things that you want to teach. And yesterday or yesterday, last episode, I talked about some of the things that will help you to get your teaching points. And it comes from observing your students and from mentor texts. Um, And then also looking at resources you do have. So let's say you have um, a program for reading that also includes some things for writing. Take a look at it and see what's helpful. You also know there's going to be things about grammar or structure and organization that you're going to have to teach. You know that there are things about um, engagement and keeping students um, on task that you can teach. There's also things about word choice that you can teach. So there are things that you can put out there. And when you can, or, you know, kind of brainstorm and think about, but when you put that um, alongside the things you're looking at from mentor text to help you, 
then you will start to have an idea. Also, if you're thinking about like genre for your units or so you can have a plan. And the more you start doing it, the more you start teaching writing in a different way, the more um, the more lengthy your plan can be. So instead of saying, okay, I have an idea for this week or this week and next week, you'll start to have it for a longer um, period of time. But you have to, you, you just have to get started, right? You got to get started. All right, this third one is a big one, a fear of change. And I know even if sometimes we really want to try something different or we know that something isn't working and we just are so hesitant, and I know these these three reasons are very put together. And so if you don't think you're going to do it the right way and you don't have a full plan, then you're going to be afraid to change something, right? Um, and I hear you. You know, I, I know that you have to kind of be in the right place, but just let yourself think about how many things you have had to change that actually went okay. I mean, you're a teacher. I can't imagine there hasn't been things you've had to change in school, in your teaching. Um, but then just think about in your life, things change and we adjust all the time. And one of my other favorite quotes, I know I've used this one before, is that the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And I'm telling you, it is so true. Um, if you know your writers are just not getting it and they're not enjoying it, and if you've listened to any of my episodes before, you know that enjoyment is so vital, um, then that's the thing that needs to happen. So regardless of the right way to do it, regardless of the plan, you got to get your kids to start enjoying it. Then you can worry about starting to get to the other places, the skill level and all of that. You have to have your kids, though, feel like they're writers and they're capable. So those are the things that can change first. And they're small things that can change, like choice and letting them write on their own and seeing what can happen. But just know that you will figure it out. And, and here's the thing. It's not just a change in teaching or what you're allowing your kids to do. Sometimes, well, not sometimes, but when you do workshop this way, there's a change of um, the way that you manage the writing time. Like they're up getting their own pieces of paper or they're choosing to go on to another piece and you in your head have to think, oh my goodness, how am I, how am I gonna manage this, right? I've had a lot of teachers say like, they're not used to this. What do they do with all the papers? Or they feel like they're, they don't have control, but it's okay. It's going to be okay. Um, and so just, just know that you can do it. You can make that change and you can start with the small changes. And when you see how effective they are, hopefully that will take away or lessen the fear you have of doing something differently um, in the writing classroom. Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to, to help you with writing instruction. 
And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K through 8, and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.